Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Had a fine Saturday uh, matinee to you, Andy. Wow, my voice is low this morning. <laughs> That's one of the, is it weird that it, it's it's low and it breaks? <laughs> I'm 13 years old. It's 5 a.m. <laughs> the joy of mornings. Uh, you feeling you feeling good? Yeah, yeah, I am. You know, it's uh, still coolish. You know, it's probably. 
you know, in the eighties now, so it hasn't quite heated up to the, to the top of the day yet, but oh, God, what an insufferable place you live. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why I live here. Ow. Stinking hot. Stinking hot. I, I, somebody tried to tell me once, maybe it was you that, that when you live in Arizona, indeed the desert, uh, you like you just switch your sensibilities around weather right that where many of us have it very very cold in the winter and there's ice storms and it freezes and you have to deal with that and you run from your house to the car where you always have the heat on it's just inverted you just have to switch that right yeah Yeah, you just go from from air conditioning to air conditioning (laughs) yeah (laughs) you try to stay outside for as little time as possible it's tough though i feel bad for for my kids because you know as i was a kid during the summertime you know you're outside all the time and now you you send them outside and it's like 100 degrees i'm like go play with your friends and they're all like yeah you know like they don't go outside right what do you do trying to you know go from house to house and just play and it's just (laughs) gangs of roving children seeking air conditioning (laughs) that's a great movie This just developed sort of the pack mentality, all just seeking coolness. Right. <laughs> uh, he won't let us into, into your house. He's let love. us in. For the love of everything holy. Sweating children just banging on the doors through wide-angle lenses through the glass. You can't come in. Go play with you. <laughs> Learn something. That's Please right. let us in. We're dying. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good times. Uh, you've seen some movies this week. I have, yeah. I've been uh, been pretty busy with my movie watching as of late, trying to do a lot of catch up. Um, and so you know, it's been a wide variety of of stuff from my watch list. You know, finally trying to catch up with uh, some of the Oscar nominees. Like, finally watched Darkest Hour. Uh, finally watched Mother, which was uh, a really interesting experience. And uh, you had a good time with that. You know, it was it was a really interesting movie. And it's one of those movies, you know, a number of filmmakers, they try to tell these stories that are kind of these larger metaphors for other things. And I've seen a number of them recently, like The Ornithologist and The yeah. Fits. And I just couldn't get into those ones at all. Um, but like, I knew that they were being metaphorical, but you just, you know, sometimes you're just like, I just, I can't connect. I found it so much easier connecting with Mother. I bought into it went along for the ride and I really, I had no issues with it. I ended up finding it to be a really exciting and interesting film. Um, but I can totally see why some people would have a really hard time with it, especially based on the trailer, which doesn't give you any hints that it's going to be a metaphorical journey. (laughs) Okay. What would, (laughs) what would your friend, uh, and fellow podcaster Pete Wright say? Would he like mother? I, you know, I mother. Don't, I don't think you would <laughs> would hate mother. I think because uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, knowing that it's this metaphor as you go in, it's it's a really interesting ride. I think. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time gauging whether you'd like it or not. I think I think you would find it interesting, but I don't know if you'd end up liking it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't. <laughs> Well, okay then. <laughs> oh, buddy, that's funny. I did also watch uh, Swiss Army Man, which 
that was one I had been really excited about from the trailers. I found it looked super creative, like just such a such an interesting film. And it was really disappointing. I mean, I still liked it, but I just found it ended up feeling like so juvenile, like, you know, people with just a juvenile sense of humor ended up making it. And there's just a lot of um, a lot of elements in the film. I just felt like eh, it's really kind of a odd choice that just for me just didn't really work as well as it should have. Um, it was really frustrating. But I will say something about it that I found really fun is um, initially when the film started, the way that they would do the film score was it was sung basically by the two characters. And so that became the score. Like they dun, 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 dun. And you'd have this score that was like them singing. And one of the best parts of it was when um, he's singing the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny that it becomes a part of it and it becomes this this big moment at this like romantic part of the film and it was really funny. So I had a great time with that element of the film. It has a lot of great stuff happening in it. Um and you know something interesting I learned is that Dolby, I guess it's the Dolby Institute, they they do like a um it's almost like uh, a couple times a year it sounds like they they offer a um I don't I don't know what to call it. It's like a scholarship sort of thing, but it's for a filmmaker where they get if you can submit your film to them and or the concept. And if they think that it's something that could benefit from a, a really quality Dolby mix, then they will pick you. And and so I guess the year this came out, they picked Swiss Army Man and Hunt for the Wilder People as their two films that they they did full mixes on. And this one they did in Atmos. No, I don't think oh, they did, I did no that idea. one in Amos. So now I'm like, I wish that I had seen it in Amos because I bet it would have been a really incredible uh, experience because the sound, uh, there's just a lot of unique stuff happening with the sound in this one. Oh, that's fantastic. A lot of farting. There's a lot uh, of farting. I don't, yes. There, yeah, there's more I farting in this than, trailer. than like meet the clumps. <laughs> plenty of farting. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, if you're into farting. If I you're guess. into farting, yeah. Again, juvenile humor. You know, we we did uh, for family movie night. We did um, uh, Wrinkle in Time last night. I think I told you was oh, yeah. on our list, and um, for an upcoming interview that we have, and uh, that was an interesting little movie. My kids uh, uh, loved it. Well, and I think uh, that's that's what the impression I get from from it is that they really uh, wanted to make that film for. Uh, for kids because I mean based on the kids novel and everything and I know a lot of adults have issues with the way the film is and everything but I enjoyed it and my kids loved it and, they, and so I think that speaks to the way that they put the film together yeah yeah I think so too uh, there's it, it, it was um, uh, this was my my son's impression was it was pretty slow in the beginning there's a lot of of really big uh, and just gorgeous locales with not a lot happening and um and and I'm not sure. I, it's been so long, obviously, since I've read the book, since I was a kid, uh, that uh, you know I have very little memory of kind of what they've changed. Um, but it was uh, beautiful. It was just, uh, it was a beautiful just wash of color, and the kids' performances, particularly Storm Reed um, as Meg, uh, were just fantastic. I mean, she was she was transcendent as, as a little performer i can't wait to see what happens with her uh, as she continues to to grow in the craft i mean i thought it was it was great to see her on screen so absolutely fun it was it was fun 
it's you know yeah i my recollection of that book is like i don't know if i ever read that book but i do remember all the girls around me reading it like when i was in like fourth grade yeah. or so i did the whole series um wrinkling time uh what is it wind in the door swiftly tilting planet um i did did the whole thing and um i remember really loving them it's the same thing with the the earth sea back then it was the earth sea trilogy now i think there are five but it was always the earth sea trilogy to me uh and they made that into a sci-fi thing um i i those were the the series that were just blowing up when i was a kid my Um, recollection of the books is that and the cover art which i always loved mm. the cover art Mm mm-hmm yeah, truly. There was the wasn't the one one didn't one of them have the flying horse on it? Yeah. That's the first yeah. one. Frank one time. Yeah. yeah, there's no flying horse in the movie. Where's my flying horse? <laughs> well, it's it's like a it's like a, a centaur, right? Yeah. Anyway. No centaur. No centaur in the in the movie. So that. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Do you, you want to talk about uh, trailers? Do you want to talk about anything in the box office? Anything you're excited about? Um, I, you know, I haven't looked at the box office, but uh, I, I think that it's probably worth noting that as uh, that Solo, I think, is is doing well for itself, even if it's not doing as well as they had hoped. But I know some people out there are saying it's a flop, but I think that it's... Um, uh, I think it missed its uh, expectations. Uh, however, I think it's just uh, it, it'll never be as popular as the other ones. I think that's kind of the status of that one. But I, I don't think it's going to lose money at the box office. I guess that's uh, the thing to say. Well, it, this this uh, as of today, it broke uh, 200 million at the box office worldwide. Yeah. Uh, 119 and a half uh, million in the U.S. And. So, you know, it's not it's not a a flop by Star Wars standards. You can you can sort of and squint and make the case, but it's a two hundred million dollar movie and it's making its money back. And uh, there are people who like that movie. I am one of them. I like it. I am. on. There are a lot of people who hate it on Twitter, but in the midst of them, there are people who really do uh uh, like and appreciate this movie and i can totally see the case uh for for those who don't but uh man i had a good time yeah i did too and i i think it will be one that that i will happily go back to and watch again uh, as i go through the star wars films you know is it at the bottom of your list if you rank uh star wars films no um i would i think i would go um a list gosh let's see I, I think, think episode one and two are below it for sure for me. Well, episode three might be. I mean, mine would go Empire, Star Wars. Oh, I think I would do. Gosh, I, I feel like I still keep Jedi in the top three just because it's connected to my youth so much. And then probably Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rogue One. And then Solo might be right there before I hit the. Um, three one, three two one would be uh, how it. Well, three two one, and then if you include the Clone Wars, I'd put that at the very bottom because it's terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible, it's you terrible. old man. It's so bad. 
the problem it with it is it just issues. was basically an extended episode of a 30 minute TV yeah, show. That's it right. It really should never have been a film. It should never have been a film. That's that's true. It was an experiment. An experiment that ended up launching, you know, a, a robust Star Wars animated in canon experience. Yeah, and so I appreciate to that, that end. Yeah. It gave us Darth Maul again. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It came to start small, the robot spider creature. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think uh, the the prequels are are in it, but I, I really am. I'm on the side of the Star Wars stories. I'm, I think they're, I think they're good. So, and, so how would you uh, rank yours them. then? Well, it's uh, the, the the real question is where I put Episode Three. Um, because it's it, either the Star Wars stories are above or below Episode Three, so definitely depending on on the day, the original trilogy, and then uh, Last Jedi and The Force Awakens are in there, and then the Star Wars stories or Episode Three, and then Episodes Two and One and Clone Wars. But it gets really hard because I like Star Wars movies, so even though Solo might be near the bottom, uh, I still like it. Oh, and, sure. Uh, yeah. So that's like ranking it, Pixar movies. Yeah. Exactly. Although there are a couple that I, are terrible, but for the and, most part, they're all really good. Right. And it's Star Wars Episode One. I get so distracted by the things that I absolutely don't like. I feel like Episode One uh, did more damage to Star Wars than anything Force Awakens and The Last Jedi did. And I, and I wish that we could go back in time and just remember the hue and cry of the midichlorians. I mean, that was... A horrific break in the force <laughs> of Star Wars, and I think people are forgetting that in the midst of what uh, what they perceive as as you know shock and awe of the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi, and um, and so um, yeah, I mean that was it's just straight up terrible, straight up terrible, broken. Also beautiful, some really beautiful sequences and oh, yeah. and um, gorgeous music, and it gave us a lot, um, but it it broke it it probably is the most represents the most significant breakage of star wars that that um i i can remember so yeah i it's for me i i don't mind that stuff so much as the fact that it's just really boring um that's 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 the problem <laughs> also that. i struggle with <laughs> uh you know 20 minute uh uh ride on the in the pod races uh gets really boring um, the whole thing just, I don't know. I just ended up finding it really sluggish. Um, but you know, it's a star Wars movie. And I think what happened when I had kids is I ended up having to watch those more than I had, uh, had before, like, you know, quite a long time. And I ended mm -hmm. up finding, you know what? They're still star Wars. They're still fun. There's still things in them that I do appreciate and enjoy. So that's, I yeah. think the, the best thing about having kids is, um, kind of rewatching these through different eyes and seeing them kind of grow attached to things and um so yeah it's it's i for me it was kind of fun to um to kind of find that connection with star wars again yeah me too all right let's do trailers let's do it i don't think we have any a24 or red band yeah right so i don't think so we don't no why don't you go ahead though so my trailer is a film called seven splinters in time that i i picked it largely because um we just did a time travel series and here is this new time travel movie i'd heard nothing about and so i thought it'd be an interesting one to pick i mean largely it's a film that i don't think is going to 
um, make any sort of splash anywhere. Um, it, I, I can't say it looks great, but I did think it looked like an interesting sci-fi story. And uh, to that end, I'm like, you know, there's, there might be something here that, that uh, would be worth looking at and, and seeing uh, what, what I thought of it, you know? So I'm really curious about this uh, more than anything. Um, it is a it's a weird little film about this detective who starts investigating a murder, only to find out that the victim is himself, and um, and then through the help of a really kind of crazy Einstein-looking Austin Pendleton, um, he <laughs> learns that he is a time traveler, and there are a whole bunch of different versions of himself all scattered through time, and with all these different versions of them of him. Um, some of them have gone rogue or, you know, they're these bad characters and one is a serial killer and, you know, all this interesting stuff. And so, you know, the concept sounds really interesting. I just, I, I don't know if they're going to pull it off. Um, uh, the director, the writer director is Gabriel uh, Judette Weinshell, who I haven't heard of before. Um, it looks like mostly he's done short films and indie sorts of projects. He did a, a film in 2002 called The Broken Wings of Elijah Footfalls, which sounds interesting. I don't know anything about that one. But otherwise, uh, you know, he's largely, um, you know, just done short films. Um, but he's one of these people that if you look at his resume, he's got uh, cinematographer credits. He's got editor credits. He's got writer credits. He's got composer credits, actor credits, producer credits. Um, and then director credits. So I find it really interesting. It seems like this is one of those, um, young filmmakers who's kind of, uh, doing everything very much, a uh, the whole, um, journeyman type of, of filmmaker who's just going to do it all. And, um, yeah, so this looks like maybe the biggest feature he's done so far. And, you know, it's got an interesting look. It's got, um, cast that's recognize, recognizable, but no one that I could really say, oh yeah, it's totally that guy. You know, I just, I recognize the, the people in it. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it looked interesting. I'm curious to see, um, you know, if it's any good or not. I don't know. What'd you think of this one? The trailer, I, I, you know, I love the story. I mean, it has that sort of predestination vibe to it, but uh, I, uh, the trailer was kind of all over the place. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced it was. Uh, I, I'm not swayed by the presentation of the story from the trailer. Right. Uh, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm interested in what they're, what they're doing. Um, you know, with time. Um, but but I didn't. I'm I'm having to forgive an awful lot based on the trailer. I'm not sure that I would see it based on you know just the trailer alone. And I'm I don't get a sense that it's going to get probably a very wide distribution. I don't know. I would be surprised if it has um, a theatrical theatrical release, release at all. Of, yeah, or if so, more than a couple theaters, and then it disappears yeah. and goes straight to uh, streaming. You know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in that light, it's it's one that I'm I'm sure will be a late night Netflix, uh, you know, as soon as I as soon as it hits streaming. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious about it. Uh, and, you know, I'm also curious about uh, Winchell. You know, I think he's he's been doing he doesn't have that many credits in IMDb for having been doing this for 26 years. 
um, you know, what's, uh, what's he been doing? Why haven't we seen more of him? So, um, this, this might be one of those big, uh, breaks and, and, um, you know, he's a director we should all be talking about. We knew him when, that's what we're going to say. We right. knew him when Seven Splinters in Time came out. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, curious. Uh, I'm curious right. too. Well, it does say it has a release, uh, July 13th here in the u.s that's the only information it has right now for release dates again it makes me think it's going to be limited and then go straight to uh, streaming um but um, yeah it you know it might be worth checking out it might be uh, worth waiting until more reviews are in to see if it is worth checking out so there it is seven splinters in time all right all right uh andy do you remember uh do you remember alias i never yeah. watched a single episode what? I remember the show existed. <laughs> what? I know. I just uh, never, never something I wanted to jump into, I guess. Well, I, I just. Did I just break you? Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Jennifer Garner's, Garner was, um, she was in this film, Alias, or in this show, Alias, for five years. In the early 2000s, she played Sydney Bristow. And uh, it was uh, her kicking butt in the spy. She was a spy, a college student spy. She had to balance her workaday life, going to college and uh, going to class. And then occasionally she would have to go be a spy. And... <laughs> she just sort of owned that in the early 2000s, like that sort of butt-kicking uh, young woman. And uh, I, uh, my, my wife and I watched every single episode. Uh, it was that show that we just loved. And after that, she did a couple of little butt-kicking things, but mostly she transitioned into more sort of uh, stable dramatic or family parts. And, um, you know, she's she's. Uh, I just feel like she kind of disappeared a little bit. Um and so I am excited to bring the trailer for Peppermint uh, to your attention. She plays a butt-kicking mom now. And uh, this time she's doing it in the spirit of, uh, I don't know, Atomic Blonde, maybe, kind of violence. Uh, she her, her family is assassinated by uh, gangs, and she takes five years to train. And on the uh, uh, anniversary of their death, their five-year anniversary of their death, uh, she goes to town and kills the corrupt cops and the judges and the gangsters, and she just leaves a trail of blood and spit behind her. And, you know, the, sometimes you just need these kind of revenge stories. Sometimes you need the stories where uh, mom hangs the bad guys from the Ferris wheel by their toes. You just need to see these kinds of stories. <laughs> and so I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, it is, of course, from uh, Pierre Morel, the director of Taken, so it has that vibe to it for sure. From Paris with Love uh, was not that great. Um, the Gunman, Sean Penn, he also directed that one. District B13, uh, he's uh, he's directed a lot of movies with this same sort of vibe to them. Also, uh, Clan of the Cave Bear. So I don't know what you're <laughs> going to do with that. 
Uh, I was, uh, I, I, the trailer, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The trailer doesn't look great. <laughs> the trailer looks like we've, we, we've not seen this movie, but we've seen this movie. And I hope, I deeply hope that they're able to do something more than leverage Jennifer Garner's, uh, name and sense memory for those of us who were big fans of this show, Alias, um, and uh, actually do something clever with it. What do you think? Yeah, that's where I am with it. The trailer um, really made this feel tired. And that was the struggle I had because I'm like, it should be, uh, you know, it should be fun and it should feel like Atomic Blonde, but it felt very uh, flat and uh, rehashed. And that was really the struggle um, that I had the whole time I was watching this. Otherwise, it seemed like something that, that um that i would potentially enjoy and so you know i i don't know i i again not being a fan of alias i don't have that sense memory like you do um so i don't know i i I don't think this is something i'd watch it would be kind of like my film where you know if this was late night netflix and uh, it was on it was in there i might put it on just to check it out um and you know those late night movies often you stick through the end just because you know you, you kind of get sucked into it because it is what it is yeah but i don't know um the trailer didn't do it justice i guess and so maybe it's not going to be that great of a film i can only hope that it's better than the trailer made it look yeah yeah i'm right there with you i it starts rolling out um september september 6th in the netherlands september 7th in the u.s looks like you know maybe it'll get a little theatrical release uh because of the name recognition uh, of both uh, garner and the the kind of action pedigree of uh, Pierre Morel. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be there no, to see yeah. it. Right. <laughs> day. So we'll see. We'll see if the next trailer actually gives us anything uh, more to sink our teeth into. That's right. It, Peppermint. All right. Well, that was Lists a rough week of trailers. Rough week of trailers. <laughs> I could do the Happy Time Murders again. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, there were some other trailers out there, but I just, I, I kept watching trailers. I'm like, God, I, I don't know. It was just, it was a rough yeah. patch. It was really rough. Nothing it was that really, uh, really, uh, really stuck with me. Agreed. There were films that I want to be excited and want to be excited about, like Shock and Awe. You know, I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. God, Rob Reiner, I just don't know what's happened to you. <laughs> Alas, poor Rob, <laughs> where have you gone? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. All right. Let's do our list. This is based on uh, Ocean's Eleven. That's right. Yes. We uh, threw the options out to our Patreon supporters, uh, Heist Comedies. Uh, oh, I don't have it in front of me, but I know Heist Comedies is the one that, <laughs> that we had. Musicians. Up getting. Uh, musicians, musicians who, who don't are play musicians, not right. playing musicians. And I know that one well because I built the list off of it. For last week, right. And then movies with I numbers did. in the title, no sequels. Right. Right. And That I, would have been hard. You know what? We have three more opportunities to pitch that. As. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So, uh, do you want to kick it off? I feel sure. I feel like my list is ripe for steals. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm in dangerous territory because there's a very good chance that you're going to take. They are very predictable, and I, I don't. I, I'm. I guess I just move on from there. Here we go. First one is Clint Eastwood, 1970. Um, it, it is Kelly's Heroes, a band of U.S. soldiers 
sneaks across enemy lines to get their hands on the secret stash of Nazi treasure. Now, I did this uh, not just because it's a movie that is full of crazy moments and crazy characters, but also because Ocean's Eleven that we watched last week is about paratroopers who (laughs) missed their opportunity to steal Nazi gold. Uh, And I find that amusing. But mostly, if you haven't seen this movie, you want to see it for Donald Sutherland who plays the character of Oddball. He's in charge of the unit, and his unit is a hot mess. Uh, they they do things like <laughs> fill their bullets with paint so they explode. Um, they, uh, you know, they have lots of trouble with bridges. It's sort of a cesspool. They, they take turns sort of serving one another, pouring wine out there. They, they, they say that they're, uh, you know, they hold back. They're, they're, they hold back because, you know, if, if the, the Nazis strike Paris or, you know, New York will be there to come in around from behind. And so they really just take it easy on the hillside. And I find the whole, uh, the the whole bit of this movie, I, I find the whole gag funny, and uh, it's it's everything that 1960s Ocean's Eleven should have brought me. Uh, the the kind of humor, the kind of of wry comedy is is rich in this movie. Clint Eastwood, Telly Savalas, Don Rickles, Carol O'Connor, Donald Sutherland, Gavin McLeod is in this movie. Uh, it's I, I really enjoyed it. It's a film I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> oh man, why we're starting here again? I know. Uh, it's you know. I I should say it's. Don't give me those negative waves, man. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I never connected with it, and it's one of those films that fits with Mash and Donald Sutherland, I guess. Where I just I mm-hmm. really have a hard time getting into the comedy of them, and I know a lot of people love them, um, but I just uh, really didn't care for it. And so you know, maybe it's worth rewatching to see if I find more enjoyment in it. And I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I should just say I kind of, it, it fell very uh, middling for me. Okay. That's fine. Is that at least better? At least it's, at least it's not the worst thing ever. I don't even remember <laughs> what the movie was last week. I was so damaged that you hated so much. <laughs> yeah, I broke you. You broke me. All right. That's so funny. What's yours? So my first, uh, my first film, this is a, this is a, a tricky list. Cause there's, uh, I don't know. There were a lot more that I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really trying hard up. to not put the hot rock on because uh, I've used it. I feel like at least a couple times on these lists. So I'm going to go with a film that I just watched um, uh, really recently, like last weekend um, with the kids. Um, and it's just, it's so much fun. It is the great Muppet caper. Um, it, <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm totally serious. I love that this movie. That was a steal. <laughs> Is it a steal? It's a steal. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, That's okay. I, I just watched this with the kids, and we had so much fun with it. And I had forgotten how much I really love this film, um, almost more than the original <laughs> Muppet movie. In fact, I think I do, even though I really appreciate that one, too. Um, I just love the meta nature that Jim Henson really injected this with. It's It's just there's so much stuff going on here. Um, that made it hilarious and having Charles Grodin and his model sidekicks, um, you know, working hard to steal this, these jewels from his sister, uh, it just made for a really fun movie. And I think the Muppets do it really well and do it right. And, uh, I have an absolute blast watching this and I, I just love things like the, the, the little cameos that he throws in like Oscar, the grouch pops up in there with, um, uh, oh, what uh, Peter Ustinov, who's playing a garbage collector, 
and uh, and Miss Piggy throws him out of his. She steals his truck and throws him into this pile of garbage. And Oscar the Grouch pops up, and Peter Ustinov looks at him. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And Oscar is <laughs> like, "Oh, just a small cameo." And Peter looks at the camera, and goes, "Me too." <laughs> Like that says everything about it's it. So good, it really yeah. is. Talk so. about self using the the self awareness to your great uh, benefit. You know, it's just it's so smart. And I I feel like this was something. And I could be wrong, but I felt like Jim Henson really latched onto that meta storytelling. Um, you know, right out of the gate with the Muppet movie. I feel like they they had been doing that long before it became a thing. Yeah, yeah, truly. What a weird. What a weird thing to to discover that sort of humor in. I guess maybe the, if not the Muppets, right, what yeah, else? Exactly. Uh, great pick. And now it it does make me have to pull from uh, a, <laughs> a movie, another favorite that we have done. Uh, I think I have brought to the table. I'll I'll save it. But anyway, uh, that's a great pick. Um, my second pick is uh, I'm, I'm, we've talked about we've talked about talking about this movie. I think I. I don't think we've ever done it. Uh, it is a, a security pro finds his past coming back to haunt him when he and his unique team are tasked with retrieving a particularly important item. That's a generic description of the movie Sneakers from 1992, uh, directed by Phil Alden Robinson and uh, written by Robinson and Lawrence Lasker, uh, starring, of course, Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Sidney Poitier. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it is a fantastic cast david strathorn is the blind whistler dan Aykroyd, river phoenix um i uh this is it's one of my favorites don't know what else to say it's fantastic i love everything about it my voice is my password uh, yes passport don't harsh don't harsh my buzz on this one you better like no this. i love this movie i haven't seen it right. in a long time but uh it is uh it's always had uh, a special place in my heart i just i have so much fun watching it and you know i'm i'm doing my Robert Redford marathon rather slowly. And this is one that I'm yeah. like probably most looking forward to getting to because yeah. I really can't wait to watch this one again. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I knew it's... that you were going to put that on your list. So I didn't uh, put that. Oh, on that's sweet. That's Muppets. Sweet. I had no idea you were going to put that on your list. So yeah. that's your own yeah, fault. No, hit me. That is my, fault. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. I own that. All right. What's your number two? So for my second one, um, I, um, this is a, a, um, a film that came out in 99, which largely was a year that had a whole lot of really exciting films uh, released. Um, it's a David O. Russell film that I really wasn't expecting. And uh, it fits nicely in with what we're going to be kicking off uh, next week with a bunch of George Clooney movies. It is his wonderful movie, Three Kings, which um, uh, I just love. George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, Ice Cube, Spike Jones. Um, it's this great group of, of people who are, uh, during the, uh, the, uh, Gulf war, these soldiers, um, find uh, out that there's a whole bunch of uh, Saddam's gold in a bunker and they set out to steal it. And, uh, and it, the story, you know, changes from there, but it's, it's such an exciting film. It's done. Uh, David O. Russell has a really exciting way. He tells the story here. And, um, and I know George Clooney and David O. Russell had issues on set, but you would never know it because this film is just done so well and it's such a fun ride. So that's my second one, Three Kings. And not 
agree more. This is a fantastic movie. And I think I had this in the back of my mind that I was going to put this on my list. And I I feel like you're not a, as much of a fan of David O. Russell. And oh, I, I think, really, you're a, because I feel like you've you've spoken ill of his movies in the past. So I'm. It was curious. I was curious if you were going to drop this on your list. It is fantastic, um, and you know another great Clooney pick. Absolutely. All right, my final, per- perhaps the most predictable of them, because I think I've used it on a sat map before, but I have to bring it back, uh, and that is 1988's A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, this is this is the top of my list. If I could have picked it three times, I would have. Uh, John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein. The Cathcart Towers Hotel, um, and uh, it's it's just brilliant. It's some of John Cleese's uh, most brilliant writing in terms of uh, character, uh, particularly Kevin Klein's Otto. Um, he thinks <laughs> the London Underground is a political movement. Please, it's rich with one-liners. And if you tell me you didn't connect with this movie, I I don't know. It's possible the next reel ends. Wow. <laughs> It's k- k- Ken coming to k- k- kill me. Kill me. Come no, I on, love it. man. It's uh, it, brilliant. You, that was a steal. That was a steal. Oh, outstanding. Oh, yeah. Feel good about so that. So thanks for now, that. It's hard, to, it's hard to believe it came out of 1988. I, it feels... It's, I, I guess it's a little bit dated. I watched it again with my daughter, and uh, who had never seen it, and adored it equally. Like, it, it's a movie that really stands up um you know to to time other than you know maybe you notice that the jaguar is uh, is, is a touch dated but not that much cuz jaguars are kind of dated um so it, you know it, it holds up it's great there's there's just a lot to love you like fish do you ken me too a little tartar sauce squeeze a lemon <laughs> it is such a great film a, a solid yeah. pick solid pick um, so for that, I'm going to go to uh, my list of other options. And I, I will say, though, Pete, I'm very disappointed that you didn't go the Woody Allen route with small time crooks because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have the Woody Allen mandate. I do. Uh, <laughs> I had forgotten. I had forgotten about that. Maybe right. it's because I have been so often lampooned about my Woody Allen movies. Right, right. I'm going right, to. What'd you do? I'm picking a film. That I haven't seen probably uh, since it first came out on video. Um, uh, I I know this is a film I loved in the theaters. Uh, I loved when I rented it um, after that. I haven't seen it since, and I really worry that it uh, that it will suffer uh, and it may not be as good as the little sixteen year old self I was when I first saw it. Thought it was at the time. Um, <laughs> This never this never ends well. It doesn't, but I I, <laughs> I remember laughing my butt off uh, when I watched Disorganized Crime. Um, <laughs> I'm so tempted to rent it. I just don't know if I should or not because I I feel like I'll be disappointed. But man, did I have a fun time with it when I saw it. It has uh, Fred Gwynn, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Ruben Blades, uh, William Russ, Corbin Burnson, Ed O'Neill, uh, Hoyt Axton, Daniel Roebuck. Uh, a great group of people uh, here in this story. Uh, definitely kind of like that 80s <laughs> core of people. Um, but uh, I, got, I had so much fun. Corbin Burnson is is our main bank robber, and he's been hiding out in a, kind of the small town in Montana um, because he's he's wanted. And then he realizes that the local bank has just a ton of money, and so he gets all of his old accomplices to come help him rob this bank. 
and um you know they're just a complete mess and it's just it's really funny watching them try to uh, rob this bank and just all of the the insanity that ensues so again 16 year old memory but i remember liking it quite a bit uh jim kauf uh wrote and directed it so um i don't know i really want to see it again i i don't know what that says <laughs> oh, anyway <laughs> This organized crime, 1989. I, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I had forgotten even that Ed O'Neill was in it. Right? Yeah, he's he one, of like one of the cops trying to cops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the trailer. I was just kind of pulling up the the trailer, or at least the preview that they put with the with the movie for our show notes, and it is of uh, Ed O'Neill trying to cross the river. And Ed O'Neill's a funny guy, like just naturally funny. But that's the only, it's one of those movies where the, the trailer that they put with the movie isn't the trailer. It's just a scene. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's I, I don't know that it represents the entirety of the story. Um, I'm, I'm afraid my memory of it is one that uh, I, I didn't feel like I needed to see again after I saw it. <laughs> so I will, I'm going to give it a chance, Andy. I'm going to put it on my watch list again. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm and, curious if this one is worth doing that with, but... But it yeah, does my I, I worry a little bit about that too. Hoyt Axton, though, I mean, come on. Yeah, we love him. We love Hoyt Axton. Yeah. So anyway, there it is. There's the list. All right, great yeah. heist comedies. Those are those are definitely my favorites uh, in in the list, and some good steals. Uh, this week we're uh, we're doing Ocean's Eleven, and predictably, that's where we're going to stay for a few weeks. Yes, yes. It's going to make it about... tricky for these lists because it's essentially, you know, heist comedies for four weeks. So we'll yeah. have to come up with some good options and we'll post it. Uh, we'll we'll have the list uh, for next week's um, options um, posted on Discord uh, sometime shortly. So everybody get your votes in as to what we're going to uh, do for our lists next week. For Ocean's 12. No, for Ocean's 11. Oh, Ocean's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already forgotten. Yeah, that happens twice. Okay. Ocean's 11-11. Excellent. Yes. I can't wait. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, for hanging with us, for uh, listening on this fine Saturday. And uh, uh, go go see some movies. Check in with us next week. Thank you, Patreon uh, supporters, for helping us do this show and keep it alive. Uh, and uh, good talking to you, Andy. Likewise, buddy. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or silver linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. 
Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 